Hi, I'm Alan Weiss, and this is The Uncomfortable Truth. Today I'm talking to you about talent. You know, there's an expression that talent outs. That doesn't mean it's brought out of the closet. Talent outs means that talent, given all other factors being equal, will usually win. It'll beat hard work with less talent. It will beat other people who are trying to connive or cheat or steal or lie. Talent outs, and most people with talent will usually win if they have more talent than anyone else. I used to travel to the Philippines on business, Mindanao, Bisley on Mindanao, and of course Manila. And I found that you can go into these small clubs and there'd be a band, five or six people and a singer. And the music was the best I've ever heard. It was fantastic club music, rock and roll, terrific stuff, very high quality in every little dive. It didn't matter. Just tremendous talent. And that was all that it was going to happen. Everybody had the same amount of talent. There were no big stages at the time, and that's where you were. And so, in the U.S., I found a lot of people with less talent making it very big. They had a larger stage. They didn't sing as well. They didn't play their instruments as well. They didn't sound as well, but they had a larger stage. They had more elbow room. They had more bandwidth. I've seen people on Broadway who aren't very good. Recently, we saw Network, we saw Dear Evan Hansen, and while the leads in the two plays were excellent, the supporting cast wasn't, really not good at all. And uh, who knows, a matter of luck, who knows who, talent didn't out that time. Rhode Island here has a higher incarceration rate of state legislators, judges and governors, than the average percentage of the population. It's about twice the percentage of people who are arrested and sent to jail in the Rhode Island legislature. That might mean we're really lousy voters. It also means, I think, that a lot of people who are running aren't very good. For example, Rhode Island has a million people, but 39 municipalities. So that's about 25,000 people per municipality. And that means there's a librarian and a police chief and a fire chief and a mayor and a dog warden and you name it. 39 of them, and this is the tiniest of all states. Florida, by a point of comparison, has 283 municipalities, but 21 million people. So there are something like, uh, I don't know, millions and millions of people per municipality. Maybe 1.3 million, something like that. And in Rhode Island, it's 25,000. There are too many municipalities and not enough talent. Florida has a hell of a lot more talent and can sustain with talent more municipalities. Now, the United States has something like 350 million people, depending upon which figures you look at and whether you're including legal people or illegal people or documented people or undocumented people or whatever, whatever the political correct phrase is these days. But the fact is, there are about 350 million people here. Latvia, I chose at random, Latvia, I like to say Latvia, has two million people, twice Rhode Island. But who's likely to produce the most Nobel Prizes and the most world-class athletes and the most research breakthroughs and the most advanced military and space exploration and so forth? It's not that Latvia's people aren't good. It's that there aren't enough of them. There are two million of them and 350 million of us. So the odds are, with that many people, there's going to be a lot more talent. Now, I admit, it's not solely a matter of how much population you have. Let's get that straight. 
Much of China, which has a huge population, is still in a third world state, despite its growing middle class in the big cities. Much of Russia is primitive. Brazil right now is in great trouble with another huge population and a once burgeoning economy, but full of corruption. Not much better than Venezuela and drug gangs. So it's not just a matter of large population. It's a matter that talent will out in a free society when people are literate and when people are educated. And it will come to the surface, talent will, proportionate to the number of these educated, literate, free people. Startups in business often don't have enough talent in diverse areas. They look to get investments. They look for R&D, but they're not very good at marketing. That's my experience. They don't have enough talent in the company to spread around, and they have the wrong priorities. That's why most startups fail. And in larger companies, restrictive environments, conservative environments, risk-averse environments, also don't make the best use of talent. Just look at Sears or Macy's or Pan Am. I understand that now Toys R Us is going to try to make a comeback out of its, one of its former officers. You would think Toys R Us had a lock on kids' retail, but they didn't. I look at chapters where I speak pro bono. I've done, I don't know, 50 or 60 or 70 chapters over the last 20 years, 25 years, pro bono. But there's often not enough members to have talent and leadership, but rather just people who, like in Rhode Island, want to be in the limelight, want a position of power. And I find chapter presidents and board members who don't have a clue. They don't do things to advance the membership, they do things to advance themselves. And they make stupid decisions. There's simply not enough talent. And often it's not attractive for talent to be in leadership, right? Money isn't always sufficient. There's a basketball player on the Celtics right now who is turning down, apparently, a $30 million option he can take advantage of because he doesn't think the Celtics will be a contender in the next year, and he wants to play for a contender. He's in his early 30s, he's been in the league for 10 years, and he doesn't have a championship ring. And so money can't keep the talent there. Organizations, governments, teams, all need sufficient numbers to ensure adequate supplies of talent. If this guy does leave the Celtics, as apparently he will, the Celtics need bench strength. We understand that organizations talk about bench strength. It comes from athletics, and it means next person up. This is why the New England Patriots are so successful. Somebody is hurt, somebody is traded, somebody breaks a rule, it's the next person up. And the next person up would probably be starting for someone else. Our political system in the United States, and maybe elsewhere, doesn't have enough talent, despite our numbers in the population, because the process to run for office is so damn bruising that true talent doesn't have to pursue it, doesn't want to pursue it, doesn't choose to pursue it. So you have mediocrities, people who simply strive for personal power, running for office, people with radical beliefs, running for office, people with their own private agendas, running for office. People have told me all the time, I ought to run for office. I would be a great governor, maybe a great president, but I'm a lousy candidate. I was the chair of the planning board here for several years because it's an appointed position. So what are the components for the greatest talent free to perform in the most important places? What does it mean? It means first you have a sufficiency of people, a sufficient supply of people. That's what I began talking about. It means that you have to have freedom. 
You can't live in a totalitarian state. Talent is not out in a totalitarian state. In fact, it's often crushed. The first thing the tyrants do is get rid of the intellectuals. You have to have literacy and decent standards of living so that people can support themselves and people can impress themselves upon the world around them. You have to have non-biased standards for people to compete, to play, to work. And that includes not only the obvious, like the avoidance and elimination of racism or sexism. It also includes ageism. It also includes what you think about someone's sexual orientation. It also includes people with disabilities, people with diverse ideas. You have to have non-biased standards. You need acceptance of fair competition and contests and not political patronage. People should be able to compete. Capitalism's about competing. Some people win, some people lose. Talent usually outs. You need fair treatment, an equal playing field, an equal starting line, not an equal finish line. Talent will out, but an equal playing field and starting point. And you need acceptance of the results by others. People have to agree with the system. There are no tanks in the streets after U.S. elections, not even after the Bush-Gore election. No show of strength in the streets, some threatened lawsuits that didn't take place, and Al Gore said, leave it alone. There are no protests, you know, about athletes' pay. Some of these athletes are making hundreds of millions of dollars over a fairly few years. Now, people say, well, they have a brief playing career, and they're bringing in tremendous money for the ownership. I don't argue with any of that. Nobody protests athletes' pay. We do resist tens of millions of dollars for CEOs, but not entrepreneurs, because the latter are far more talent-based. I mean, think about it. Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or Fred Smith, who started FedEx, these people began with risk, great risk, and entrepreneurial spirit and energy and innovation in their own organizations. And then they took them public. But to appoint someone as a CEO to an ongoing organization and pay them tens of millions of dollars, pay them hundreds of times the average salary in the place, the last time I looked, I think Mark Hurd at Oracle was making, uh, I don't know, $120 million and the company didn't have very good results, and the average Oracle employee was making $37,000. I mean, my numbers might be slightly off, but even so, that's pretty horrible. Talent's not based on money, however. That is, the application of talent. If you look at teachers or nurses or first responders or reporters, you get excellent people working for little money. They're passionate about what they do, and their talent will out. If you discourage talent, though, if you make it difficult, if you throw stones all the time, if you demand unequal acceptance of the non-talented, you undermine the entire system. California legislating that women have to be on boards in the near future is an example of this. Can you also demand there be four small white guys on every NBA team? Is that fair legislation? I don't think so. How long before we say that four white guys can no longer appear on the same board? Talent has to out. When there is talent and it fails to show up, that's a really sad commentary on the system. And that's some uncomfortable truth. 